Welcome to Femme Collective with Katie, Stacy, and Mai. Hello, my name is Stacy, and I'm one of the hosts of the Femme Collective podcast. And I've always loved having good conversations, like talking about things that are deep that affect our everyday lives and that are meaningful and we've been able to have a lot of meaningful conversations and they've been very natural and organic and I just love that about speaking with Maya and Katie and I have gained so much from the conversations and they give me so much life and love and after having a couple of these conversations I brought it up to Maya and Katie I was like we need to start a podcast because These conversations are such good quality conversations that they need to be shared with the world. I think other women can benefit from this and men as well too, but probably more so women because that's who we are and what we can most relate to. Um, So I brought up the idea and there was no hesitation. That's my main reason for why I wanted to start the podcast. And I listened to a bunch of podcasts and I love them. And the the other thing for me is that as a busy, like working mom professional, I don't, I can't always like watch YouTube and other shows, but like if I'm driving to work or if I'm driving to, to an errand, I can put the podcast on and listen to that while I'm doing other things. That's mm-hmm. another reason why I love podcasts too. So I'm going to move into, since we were talking about wanting to do a podcast with mine and Katie, what brought me together with these yeah. ladies? I mean, I just think it was God appointed for me because I moved to the Dallas area. I didn't really have a lot of friends here from all of my friends were in Houston and I was moving into a new like work location and all of that. And Katie just, I feel like Katie started reaching out to me. I don't even remember why. Katie, do you remember why you reached out to me? Well, yeah, because we were both brand new at our jobs. And, uh, <laughs> and, and we needed to try to ask each other for answers to different questions before we went and asked someone else. Okay. So I think we definitely bonded that way. We did. And then, because I really couldn't remember how you and I became friends. I really could not. Like, I remember the vibe. I don't remember how we became friends. Right. So I was thinking about the same thing and I couldn't figure it out in order to talk about it today. (laughs) Well, now you know. So I guess we had some similar challenges (laughs) that were bringing us together. And then I think really, I remember, I do remember right off the bat that the conversations between Katie and myself were just so easy. Like nothing felt forced. And it felt like from day one in our conversations that we could probably talk for hours. So, I mean, I think the chemistry was just there from the jump with Katie. Um, With my, I can't say the same. Chemistry was not there immediately. But, you know, and I didn't want to go into it too much. But like as a minority, which we, I feel like a lot of minorities do this. Like when we see other minorities, and then especially if they're a woman, we're like, ooh, maybe we'll be friends. Yeah, yeah. I think we do do that. She's brown. I'm black. Like I'm brown. I'm black. Like, okay. (laughs) I was like, cool. There's some color in the room because there wasn't a lot at the time. So I was like kind of excited. And I was like, oh, and she's cute too. I said, okay, cool. Um, And then I remember, you're welcome. And, (laughs) And then I remember it was like my first interaction. And I was, I remember just giving like, I was giving like a biographical history on myself, like where I came from and how I ended up in my role at work. And um, I just remember my was uninterested. She had some payway. She was chomping on that payway. I was hungry. Okay. I was trying to be (laughs) efficient, multitasking. I was like, I am sharing 
myself. I'm being vulnerable here. And this chick is over here eating some kung pao chicken. <laughs> so, that was my lunch break. <laughs> I was like, well, she's clearly not interested in me. Um, and so I was like, I mean, honestly, I, I'm pretty sure I was hungry. I'm, if you guys know me, you know that I become a toddler and mm-hmm. don't take that's why we can't take things personal. I know you don't take it anymore, but we just can't because it had nothing to do with Stacy and everything to do with my lunch and my food. <laughs> oh, you say, but <laughs> um, and then even like even in our interactions, like you were never like you were never friendly towards me or anything no. else, anything like that. But then I remember, I think where I started opening the door to your heart towards me was, <laughs> it was, it was, I made people work for it. I bet you Katie had to work for it too. I'm not a friendly person. Yeah, I want to find out about this because I hope she had to work as hard as I did <laughs> on your friend. But so my ended up, my was on maternity leave close yeah. to the time around when I started too. So with her second baby. She was like, oh, like less than two months old at the time. Mm-hmm. I think when you brought her in and I, as a mom, I gravitate towards babies and new moms, new, new kids, new yeah. moms, anything. It's like, I light up. So when she brought that baby in, I was like, so excited and like genuinely wanted to like, just see the baby. And I remember like asking, could I hold her? And I was like, oh, is she going to let me? Cause I don't think she likes me. <laughs> is she going to let me hold her baby? But I really want to <laughs> So. <laughs> So she let me hold her. I I got to bond with her in that moment. And I think hopefully what I would assume, I think that my, we started to kind of maybe build our connection from that moment. Like just as the motherhood bond is so strong, I think between mom, my being able, you can speak for yourself, but just being able to see that genuine love for her daughter, even though I didn't know her. Uh, And then I felt like that's when things kind of softened up a little bit. And then I can't even remember really too much of how everything just blossomed, but eventually we just started talking more and more and more until like we started really just getting vulnerable with each other at Mm -hmm. some point. And that's where I think the trust was built up and the connection. And then it just flourished into just also just being that supportive friend through whatever we were going through and being a friend that provided accountability. And then I ended up finding out that Katie and Maya were friends. And another reason why I pursued Maya as a friend too, even though she was rude to me, was because... Because she calls that just being normal. She was hurt. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I understand. I get it. I think, I think that you're acknowledging this. Okay, so Katie, Katie and I became friends before Maya and I were friends. Even yeah. though Maya and Katie were friends before, all, I knew any of them. Yeah. And Katie would kept dropping. She kept dropping these hints. She was like, "Maya is just a wonderful human being." And I'm like, "Well, that is a like the best compliment you can give to somebody." I'm like, "I'm not seeing that yet, but <laughs> I don't see it." Uh, <laughs> but was I right? But you were right. And mm-hmm. because I trust, I had built trust with Katie. I was like, well, yeah. I need to investigate this. Then if, if somebody that I have built a bond with is saying this, then something has to be there. And there definitely was. And now me and my are very, very close. And I'm so thankful for your friendship and all Glad of your. Am I. And so that's how we came together. Um, so I'll just jump right into it about me. My name is Stacy McCray. I'm a 36 year old wife, mama, sister, friend, auntie, cousin, um, and I'm also a working professional mama, as I mentioned. I love, love, love my family, um, including my extended family, which is one of the main reasons I relocated back to North Texas, because I felt a strong pull to be closer and to be more supportive of them. And it was a little bit selfish because I wanted some support from them as well for my my little growing family, too. 
I grew up all over the country and overseas. I was a military brat. So um, I always got the question, where are you from? And I never knew what to say. Um, um, it definitely wasn't easy, but I think it's a big part of what's made me who I am. I'm very resilient. I'm flexible. I'm adaptable. I can get along with a lot of different types of personalities and people because I've had to constantly make friends and move around and change up. So that's a big part of my life growing up. Um, my Both of my parents were had super strong relationships with God. So that influenced a lot of how we grew up. Um, was a very conservative household with a lot of strong core values and um, morals and things like that. So that influenced me a lot. And it also just sparked my own pursuit or journey towards God and having a relationship with him. Um, and so I'm pretty obsessed with God. So you're going to hear me talk about him all the time because he's involved in everything. He sustains me. I'm obsessed with how he gives me peace and how he guides me. He's my leader over my life. And I am just a hot mess anyway. So I would, I know I would be a super hot, funky mess without him. Funky one. Um, so yeah, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> and, um, the other big thing I wanted to share is just that I have a huge, I mentioned this earlier, but I have a huge heart for mamas, um, and especially professional working moms, um, just because the transition to motherhood was such a huge challenge for me in so many ways, mm. physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, that it's given me a lot more empathy and compassion towards mothers. And I can understand what they're going through. And I understand that they need a lot of support. And so my heart goes out to them. And I love being there for them, speaking life into them, encouraging them, um, and reminding them to take care of themselves and pursue self-love in every area of life, whether it's their nutrition, fitness, mental health. I love talking about that kind of stuff. And I love being that that friend and that support system yeah. to even strangers. If I find I can attest to this. Um, we all this with me for my first baby. Oh, mm -hmm. thank you. I'm so glad. Um, I think my friends would probably say that I am loyal, a prayer warrior, thoughtful and goofy. If they could sum up me in a few words, I'm really super excited to go on this journey to just foster a beautiful sisterhood community. And that pretty much wraps me up as in a summary as much as I could. So stay tuned for more. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we will. So I'm I'm up next. This is Katie. And um, I'm going to talk a little bit about my background. And Stacy and Mike can, you know, interrupt and confirm throughout. But I currently live in far west Texas with my husband and my one-year-old daughter. And um, she's my only child and a really hard fought baby to have on this earth. So really lucky for that. Um, but I was born in Dallas and I was raised though in the same small town that I live in now. I've also lived in the Dallas-Fort Worth area for a long period after college. Um, I lived in Miami, Florida and Washington DC too. So work is what kind of brought me to these different areas. And it also is what brought me to both of you. That's been really lovely. And yes. so a little bit since Stacey already went into how she and I met, I mean, first, I, I totally knew I could have a bond with her after like our first conversation. It was on the phone. I remember it was in my office in my old house. And I remember just kind of looking out the window and talking to her for so long. And we just had such similar challenges, but we also just had this almost immediate like ability to have a deep discussion, which is really rare. It's weird. 
No, it's weird. And, cool is what you mean. It's, weird, like, it's organic, natural. Yeah. You're right. It was supernatural and very easy. So I, I agree with that story. Now, Mai and I have known each other for, I mean, what, um, what, 13 years? We're almost out in 12. 13? Oh, geez. Long time. Mm-hmm. But my, I'm interested in how you think we met. Like, but I mean, of course we met at work, but like, how did that go? So, um, so I, so Katie, uh, was already in the, in the office that I was moving into, uh, for a couple years. And, um, I was, I was brand new to, you know, not the job, not just the job, but the, the city, the state. Um, and, and I'll go into that in a little, a little bit later, but naturally I am not a friendly person. So this is what I've been told by my yeah, husband. I think we've established that um, <laughs> by my husband and others. And I do give a standoffish vibe and it's, it's, I think this is part of my upbringing, right? So I come from New York and you just taught not to trust people. People smile at you. They want something. And I have nothing to give them. So I will not <laughs> smile back. I mean, it's it's really, it's like, it's like, a, I'm not going to change it. I, I, I love that about myself, if I'm going to be completely honest, because at the end of the day, I, uh, I made people work for it. But then also, if I see something, I'm like, hmm, I'm intrigued. I'll, I'll, I'll get in there a little bit and see, see, see what's out there. So with Katie, I just thought she was a little too friendly. You were just too friendly, Katie. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, why? That's, like, that's the worst cut down I've ever heard. <laughs> You're too friendly. So okay. um, well, as a non-friendly you. person, you were too friendly. And I yeah, was that's like, like some, that's like, yeah, two polar opposites. <laughs> yes. But yeah. I will say that um, Katie, I mean, she won me over just because she will kill you with kindness. I mean, she will really, really do her be- very best. <laughs> to get to know you and I and she I will say moving into a new city I mean it was refreshing yeah. and um and she was someone that was very easy to talk to from the very beginning and um and I didn't feel like I'm they persistent. were yeah persistent that's the word that's the right word right I don't give up you don't yeah, you're not gonna not be but you're friend. genuine right I felt like you were genuine as guarded yeah. as I was I felt like you were genuine and and then I think it just happened also naturally there was no I don't think there was any real work. We got to know each other slowly. And then the more I got to know you, then then the more I realized like, yo, this is a this is a special, special white woman that I should befriend. Special white woman. <laughs> That's what my title will be. We don't I'm gonna use that as an alias. Special white woman. <laughs> no, I mean I, I think that's great. I'm so glad to hear those things. But Maya, you were definitely standoffish, but I loved that about you. I loved that you had this like different background and like who you were was not someone that I you know have in my uh, you know kind of my friend repertoire I'm like who is this girl who doesn't like people to smile at her like I need to know more about her Interesting. what's going on I did not I did not like when people smiled at me in Texas I did not and she and every time she answered the phone she was talking in Spanish to her mom and I'm like this girl also knows Spanish and I just I loved it. I mean, she was just, she was great from the, I mean, even her hard outer shell, I think was, was what drew me to her anyway. So probably fine by me. And now we've been like very, very close friends for the entire time. Never even a drop off. I don't think, but anyway, yeah, that, that brought me to them. And, you know, as I was trying to think about how I would introduce myself to all the men, Many listeners that we have. So many. Uh, 
it's hard to try to capture yourself in such a short time to try to give people an idea of who you are without ever knowing you. So I really just kind of wanted to focus on a couple of things. The first is that one of the most important things to me is building good, strong friendships. And I've been doing that my whole life. Most of us have been doing that our whole life, but it's been a very important part of me. And it really does kind of make up my core values is to have very strong friendships that Stacy said it earlier, like they, you guys have given me life truly. I think that's probably an overused phrase these days, but seriously, I mean, mm-hmm. it, um, it fills you up. And for me, that's very important. And I think I wanted to talk a little bit about what that looks like. And that's about being vulnerable. I think that's one aspect of it that we, that we have amongst each other. Um, there's probably nothing that's off limits that I know of. Um, we'll tell each other kind of anything that is going on with us or what makes us us or what might be triggering something or bringing up something from the past, things that are very raw for us. And um, that's something we absolutely have in our chemistry. The other thing is uh, being authentic. And I'm glad that Stacy brought this up and my said it in a different way. She's called it genuine, but you know, that's something that's such a priority for me because I don't know how you have strong, long lasting, sustainable friendships without authenticity mm-hmm. and being genuine. And so y'all are all of that and more for me. Um, and so I thought that, you know, one of the best things that we could do is when Stacy said, Hey, let's do a podcast. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Um, let's, let's show people how this works in real life, because you all have brought me such joy and such different perspectives. Like we've already kind of touched on how we are of different ethnicity. Um, we've got different backgrounds, where we grew up, where we're from, what our parents were like, and you'll hear more from mine in a minute, but we have conversations that are so deep and so thoughtful and very therapeutic. And I wanted other people to be able to see what that looks like. And how wonderful it is to have empowering friendships, non-competitive relationships with other women that you truly support and believe in and want the very best for. And I think that's something really important for the world to see in a a world where there is so much competition and tearing each other down. I think it's important for us to show people how to build one another up um, because that is another thing that we do very well. Amen. with all these different perspectives um, and all these different backgrounds, those are the things that help us to understand what we haven't experienced. When I don't know what Maya and Stacy are talking about, they explain it to me. They're lived mm. experience. And it is the same thing on the other side. We are friends for so, so, so many reasons. And I, I intend to share I mean, I I think everyone will hear that as these episodes unfold and they'll hear what makes us close and what gives us this amazing chemistry. But the convergence of these perspectives, our best conversations take place. And I think this is one place where we derive compassion and Mm self-love. And I hope that that inspires the same in our listeners. I mean, that was just so beautiful, Katie. I don't I even know, know if I should, I don't even know if I should, I should proceed. I should mean, we end here? I mean, should that. we end? I, people I can mean, learn about me later. Cause I could talk. Your mic. <laughs> I just dropped my mic. So 
sorry about that. <laughs> no, my, you know, you did. No, 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 no. I, no, I think that that was, that was perfect. So I just love it how, you know, Stacey talked a little bit how about we met Katie, you know, petitioned me to speak a little bit about how we met. So I'm going to talk about how we came together a little bit towards the end of what I'm talking about, but I'll just start off with a background about me. And um, I think one of the things that I, I take pride in is uh, definitely that I'm a first generation, you know, Hispanic American. My, my parents immigrated to this country from the Dominican Republic separately. And um, they met in Brooklyn, New York in the eighties. So, so I'm a Brooklynite born and raised very, very proud of it. I even, I even wore a little shirt. I don't know if you can see my shirt. Let me see if you can see my shirt. I can't. Wise Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Wise Hood. Wise Hood. Yeah. My little cousin. Yeah. He's, he's making, he makes t-shirts. They're pretty cool. We can talk about that later. But yeah, so, so my New York Dominican culture, I think is really what defines me. If you're a person that understands New Yorkers, if you understand Dominicans, then you probably understand 75% of who I am. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I think that a lot of the things that I, I I want just to be known about me from this, and I'll say a little bit about just like, you know, my background, like where I come from and all that, but um, mainly just, I think my parents' life pursuit, right? They came to this country for a better life for themselves and, and for their kids, which they had later. But I think that's more so what shapes my desire for personal growth. And and that's really why I'm drawn to to Katie and, and Stacey, right? I think it's people that share that same desire. Mm-hmm. I'm drawn to them because- not everybody wants to be better. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we've I think we've learned that the older we've gotten. But um, you know, I, I definitely it's have a desire shocking. for personal growth. It's shocking how many people don't want to be better. It's it's sad. <laughs> but what I've learned is that like my personal growth in general, right? So it's not just my the betterment of myself, being but being a better person, but even in my career, in my home, being oh, a better yeah. mom and mm-hmm. spiritually similar to to Stacy. I grew up in a very religious home, so they're definitely every day. I just want to be a little better than I was a day before in whatever capacity I can be. And, and I, and I, and it's important to me. So I believe I get that from my parents, but then also just my desire for connecting with people, which is similar to like what Katie was saying, uh, how she likes to build relationships. And, um, and even with Stacy, even if I was standoffish, I was drawn to her. I wanted to connect with her and uh, it was, it's I more know, so, know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Um, it does also come from my culture, right? So Hispanic Americans, specifically Dominicans, are very affectionate, very um, celebratory. We're going to find a way to celebrate life any way possible. But you can only really do that. You can only do that by connecting with people. So that's more so where I think that what we'll talk about in, 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 in this podcast, but really in our episodes, is whenever I'm missing one of those things, like if I'm not desiring to be better, desiring to connect with people, I feel a void. And and usually that's what I've noticed has led for for my my low moments in life. But um, you know, my, I I wonder what you think, and this will probably be good for another episode at some point. But you know, there's a difference in, or there's a fine line between always wanting to be better and at some point knowing you're enough. Yeah, like the way that you are is good yeah. enough, right? Yeah. And so that is something I'm sure all of us have dealt with during our lifetimes, as we have Constantly. always been strivers to be the very best that we can be but where do we say okay okay I made it I did it I did this thing and I and I got here like where is the line I think that's something interesting we can explore later we have to a good combo I think we will um but then just just about me I feel like I'm on my second life I've told the girls right so there's my life in New York and then there's my life in Texas uh 
in New York, Mairelis Rodriguez was born and formed. <laughs> and then in Texas, my Jessup emerged. Um, and that's how I say it. That's, that's my name now. I don't even know if people know who Mairelis Rodriguez is, but that's also me. That's I also do. me. Okay. And so I was raised in a single parent household. So I think that that's also part of, I'm, I'm the oldest of four. I have three younger brothers. I'm your typical eldest child to where I'm bossy. I'm responsible. And I also think I'm their third parent. My brothers will all tell you how annoyed they are by the fact that I will check in on them and um, make them feel like they're my child. But um, I, I mean, I just, it's just, it's a part of who I am and just like how, you know, how, how protective I am of them, but then also how much I care. And um, in New York, I was raised around a lot of family. Like I was saying, we would always come together weekend after weekend just to celebrate anything. But then I also had the privilege of going to college in New York. And that's really where I felt like I was able to come into my own. I felt like I lived my single years really, really fast, compact in four years because I also got married young. But when I moved here, I moved here to help my mom. And then I also moved here for the job, which is what I've been in Texas now 12 years for as long as I've known Katie. Mm -hmm. And um, I've lived in Dallas, the Dallas area the, the entire time. And this is where I feel like I've started my second life, even though I hated it here. I, I, I genuinely, genuinely hated it here. It was very different. It's a culture shock for anybody yeah. who's been to New York. In it, I feel like it also brought me back to God and, 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 and put God in the right place in my life to where I realized, you know, I want to do what he wants me to do. So either I'm going to stay here or I'm going to leave. But I want to do it if that's what I'm supposed to do. And, and, and in that, I, I, I was able to, to, to strengthen my relationship with God at that point. But then also it brought me to, to my husband. So I don't think I'm going anywhere. My husband does not think any city is better than Dallas. So anytime I bring up, let's move. <laughs> he's like, if it's better than here, I'll move. And the answer is always no. <laughs> so I'll probably be here for, for a long time. What does he think about New York? Oh, he hates it. It's too crowded and the house is too small. Too many sidewalk grates. Too many people. And he says that nobody cares about other people. He's just your typical Texan. So, obviously. <laughs> oh, I was going to tell this story that one time. So, me and my husband, right before we got married, we lived downtown in Dallas in a, mm -hmm. like a high-rise building. And my and her husband came uh, to visit. And I think maybe we went to lunch or something. And uh, Mai was walking along the street and her husband moved her so she didn't walk over a sidewalk grate. And she's like, do you know where I'm from? <laughs> like, <laughs> walk the streets over. Streets are made okay. up. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I have, I barely walk on concrete in the city, you know, <laughs> But no, and, but he, yeah. and, he, and he does think, he still thinks that those are weird, but. Yeah, he's so yeah. careful. <laughs> so we will be here. I will be here in Texas, I think, for, for years to come. But um, similar to, to Stacey and Katie, I have children. I have two, two wonderful, uh, very energetic, uh, witty <laughs> children. Uh, my son and my daughter keep me on my toes. And then also, um. You know, I'm still I'm, I'm very, very close to my mom, which is she's part of the reason I moved here and um, and my brothers that are here as well, even though I still have family in New York. Um, but but one of the things I feel like that brought me to this podcast that brought me to you all and I'll highlight with Stacey, I'm going to just say I'll defend myself a little bit. <laughs> so one thing that we may or may not speak on the podcast, but I'll just I'll just call it out. You know, Stacey and I competed for the same job. 
Yeah, and, and Stacy got it, and I didn't, right? So <laughs> she, so she, so she didn't even get. So she, she got the standoffish, unfriendly mind, but she also got the salty mind. I mean, right. I was just salty, you know, mm-hmm. and um, that moment she thinks about, I was probably just eating my food thinking, why, why is she saying so much about herself? We don't, we don't need to hear that. <laughs> it was like 30 seconds. You know, she was thinking that. She thinks that at any time people are introducing themselves too long. She probably thought about both of us today. No, I did not. I did not. Cause I love Where you both. And um, I'm excited to hear more about you, but no. So, and, and, and Stacey's right. Um, She's also as persistent as Katie, even though she doesn't know it. And and she did uh, break me down and just showed me how how genuine she was and thoughtful. And then also, I, I think I was drawn to her, not just because we were both minorities, but she was it was clear to me she was a woman of God. And, and I am drawn to that, to where she says she's a prayer warrior. And she is. I mean, I will I will knock text on her on her door <laughs> phone and just be like, hey, girl, I need you to pray for me for X, Y and Z or not even say why. And I know she will. So I think that's what I was drawn to. And that's what has allowed our relationship to evolve. And what Katie, I've already said, you know, I mean, she's the most persistent woman I know. And I love everything about her because in her wokeness, uh, she's also very empathetic and does does care to learn. She's a learner. Right. And I think that's what's drawn us to each other. We both are. But you do it in a way where there really is no ego. And you just ask. And you can tell when someone asks because they want to learn or, or, or they ask because they have ulterior motives. But, right. you know, you, that's never where you come from. So I think that that's what's allowed us to grow because you've accepted me for who I am. You want to learn more about just what's out there. But I also want to learn more about your perspective, because at the end of the day, you know, we're all God's creatures and and we have to love everyone, regardless of where they come from, who they are and how hard it is. <laughs> and we could talk <laughs> about that at another time. But yeah, so I think what brought me, you know, what brought me to you, you both of you, but then also to this podcast is that I started having strong female relationships in my 30s. So not that long ago, guys, I'm about to be 34. Right. So I'm gonna keep it real. It's it hasn't been a priority for me because I mean, like I said, I grew up with three brothers. So Mm -hmm. I was always more comfortable around around dudes. But then also I was burned a lot as a child by many females just burned. And, and at that point, I mean, you grow up and you have a few people in your life, but then you're just like, maybe I don't need anymore. And um, I think as I've gotten older, becoming a mother, becoming a wife, I have learned to be more, more empathetic, but then also just compassionate and, and understanding of the struggles that we go through as women, simply because we are women. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in that, I feel like we fostered our relationships. And we've been able to to strengthen it. And I think we've done that because of the fact that we're so transparent with each other. Nothing really is off limits. And and there really isn't a topic where I feel like, even if I feel like I don't want to talk about this right now, I know Katie is going to make me talk about it. So I'm going to talk about it. She will make Uh, me talk about that. She will. Um, But it's always, again, it comes from the right place. So so you give it the time it deserves and the attention. And I feel like I've become a better person because of it. So, so I, so I know that that's what brought me to both of you, but that's what brought me and made me just when Stacy said, let's do it. I was like, let's do it. I mean, we, we already have these deep conversations that should be shared with others because a lot of people don't have the right people to have the conversations with, or they just don't have the, the, the willpower, the desire, cause they're hard. They're not comfortable mm-hmm. all the time. 
So in that, I feel like, you know, we've talked about what brought us to each other, a little bit about ourselves, a little bit about why we want to do this podcast. And in that, I feel like, what do we want for this, right? So I know for me, what I want, and I've said it a little bit in my background where what it's done for me is like, it's allowed me to be a more compassionate person. I want to hear, I want others to hear our perspectives, to be able to be more empathetic and more understanding and, and in it, understand that they're not alone. They should love themselves a little bit more and know how to do that, but then also just have more compassion for the person next to them, younger than them, older than them, whoever it may be, even if it's not a woman. So that's, I think that I feel like that's one of the mission, the mm-hmm. goal I have, you know, for this podcast. And, and I'm curious then, Stace, what would be your, your main mission? And then I, I feel like we can all talk about it and pull from it and then just figure it out together. What do we want collectively? Mm-hmm. What do we want it to be? For me, it's a lot, it pretty much overlaps a lot with what you mentioned about, especially the compassion piece. And for me, you also mentioned about how alone people feel. And this is something that I've become more aware of, I would say in the Mm -hmm. last two years or so, is just that I think that loneliness in our country, in our world, I would even, I would call it an epidemic. Like people are really lonely and I would love to be a part of a podcast, a community that creates a space for people to connect. And they may not be able to always talk to us directly, but to feel the connection is going to do something. And so I wanted to foster some kind of community like that and foster a space for these really great conversations. And then also create the space where we're empowering other women to see themselves as worthy, to see themselves as valued, and to see themselves as worth it. Just like you love anybody else, you should be showing yourself that same love through whatever your love language is, whether it's your fitness, your nutrition, or going to get mental health help, or whether it's treating yourself to a spot. I mean, whatever it may be, you've got to show yourself some self-love too, because that's where everything's going to overflow from. So Mm -hmm. I want to really encourage that with this podcast and community and just inspire others to have, to pursue the type of friendships that we have too, and inspire them to take action and be intentional with their lives and continue to grow in every area and develop. So that's where it was for me. Well, not much more to add here, gals. It's, um, you know, my hit on it. Well, both of you really did with the compassion and the empathy And I think, you know, speaking from experience and having grown, as Mari says, into a woke white woman, (laughs) you know, it's, it really is uh, all it takes to be compassionate and empathetic at its very root is to listen to someone and want to understand them. Mm -hmm. Right. And so as you listen to people's stories, you aren't thinking of some alternative storyline that you need to make for their own life, right? You're hearing their story and their the way they feel without trying to superimpose what you think they should feel. Mm-hmm. And yep. so I think that's that'll be really important. And I know that will come through because that that's you know some of the foundational pieces of our friendship. Yep. And so that will absolutely come through in the episodes to come. Stacy is really big into self-love, and I think. She has helped, I, I don't want to speak for Maya, but she has definitely helped me to get to a better place with that. And Maya's helped me with that too. You know, it's really about giving yourself grace. And I think yes. sometimes I get into a, a place where I'm thinking negatively about 
you know, something that has to do with myself, I sometimes can stop myself and say, what advice would you give someone who's going through this? Mm -hmm. And it's nothing like what I'm telling myself. It's way more compassionate, far more kind. And so if I can somehow find a way to turn that inwards, and that's, that's really important. So I think that will, those two things will be very key for us in, you know, in the, in the, you know, weeks, months, years to come on this podcast, as we talk about those things, but, you know, I, I touched a lot on this, but through our vulnerability, through our authenticity, all of those things will come through um, in our conversations. And we want to make sure that other women can see what it's like to have truly empowering friendships with other women, other, you know, other working moms, things like that, that is void of competition and, and tear down, but more, far more about empowerment. Because, you know, yes, we work together. Yes, we have careers. Those things are important to us. Yes. But they are not primary. They are behind so many other things in our lives that we find far more important, which is, you know, our our work brought us together, but who we are and how we treat each other keep us together as friends. And so I think that that will, that's something that I definitely want to be able to show our, our listeners as we move forward. I just wanted to talk a little bit about what we'll talk about next time. And we, we want to talk about sister friends and what that means to us and why, why we consider each other sister friends and, um, and talk about, you know, how, how we became that and, and how we stay that way. Thanks for taking the time to listen today. Be sure to write a review and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram at Fem Collective Podcast and continue the discussion by joining our Fem Collective Facebook group. Until next time, this is Fem Collective, where it's all about empowering connection through her perspective.